So, yeah, yeah, there he is. There's Jordan. Hi. <laughs>
But we have an amazing opportunity as an industry to create value beyond the locking and unlocking of what we do. Because it's mm-hmm. one of the things that you notice any of these buildings that have tenant experience applications, any of the software companies that are coming in, it's one of the only things that actually drives adoption of applications because everybody wants to use to get in to the building. Uh, so unlike, you know, not everybody wants to order a latte, but everybody wants to use this to get in. And because of that, we sit in a great position where we can add value of utility that is fundamental to how the building needs to operate. But then we can also then increase the value beyond. It's very there's not a lot of industries that have that opportunity that's ours. So I look at it as value creation opportunity as an industry. And that's what I think about access control. So it's not just, again, keeping bad people out. It's not just about locking and unlocking. It's about letting right people in. But it's also what other value creation can we make as an industry that goes well beyond what I've defined the market as $10 billion high security market. But we looked at it and said, all right, that value beyond is a $70 billion market. So that's $60 billion. That's the access control market that I'm interested in. Yeah, no, that's that is fantastic. You know, that's a that's really cool. And and when you look at where you know what it is today, and and you know where it's going in the future, it, it, there's been a lot that has changed from what access control has been in the past. From you know when it originally started as you know on premise systems, uh, you know basically just you know your standard 26 bit systems, things like that. But uh, you know with your history in the access control field, kind of tell me about you know what was it like when you first started uh, to you know, getting to where it's been now. Yeah. So uh, one of the things that we're actually doing is we're documenting the history of electronic access control. We're actually going back, meeting with a lot of the people and the, if they're still alive. There's a handful of 80 year olds that are still around that remember the the beginnings of back in 1963 um, when it all started. And and frankly, what's what's interesting there, just a little side note, if you're to look at the 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 way we positioned and sold our systems and the value creation that they were doing back then, it's Frankly, we've been messaging the same thing today. So we haven't necessarily evolved our message in a lot of ways. And so if I was to think about what's changed, there's a lot that hasn't uh, in a lot of ways. That's okay, too. Yeah. I call them old truths. Like our industry has a lot of really good old truths. But now we have some new ones. And like you said, something that's different back when I first started, uh, you know, it was with a, a cloud-based access control company. It was the first one. And we were in the back of the of the of the of the ISC West is the kind of weirdos that had as like <laughs> an idea that this is legitimately an enterprise type system that can be used in a lot of places. And frankly, the market was sort of like, okay, but do I really need it? And so like the adoption necessarily wasn't there at the beginning to where it currently is now, where my belief is when we talk about cloud and mobile, those are architectures that shows that our, our industry hasn't necessarily evolved because it's really, when we talk about the architecture, we're not talking about the value that it creates, the things that it can do. And I think we're, we're sort of moving into that now. So if I look back, it was always about the bits and the bytes. It's always been technical. You know, our industry, like, that's why I get excited about what you do, Brock, because you're like one of the few that go beyond product marketing. You tell stories. You are, you know, you guys, even, even just little things that you all do, like your panel's yellow. <laughs> That, yes. that that was like a thing, like because everybody was gray, blue, or black. Like that was it. Always, right? Right. So just like there's a, a little bit. So marketing has become more important and storytelling, I think, coming through that, which was different then. Before it was like cut sheets and trade shows, and that's how discovery happened. Now everyone's online, so there's a million different ways to do it. I would also say we were a cottage industry back then where there wasn't a lot of interest from the external. Like 
now Apple's getting involved and you got Google involved and Amazon with Amazon Key and all these big companies that frankly before had no interest in this dirty, you know, in the basement weird industry called security. (laughs) Now they're all here and engaged. So it it shows that we've moved from the cottage to the mainstream and that's what's very different than we had before. Yeah, that, you're not lying there, right? That's there's a lot of big players who are trying to uh, to make you know their or trying to come in and take their space in the industry as well. So and, and you know with that, there's there's obviously been more and more people who are coming into the industry and making their impact and their wave. Uh, you know, trying to trying to jump into this industry, and some of them are doing very well with it. Some of them are seeing the struggles that you know this is a much more unique industry than a lot of people might think. Uh, and one of these things that has been, you know, kind of big in this industry right now that has hit us really hard has been supply chain issues. Here at ProDataKey, we haven't really had any supply chain issues. You know, we had the foresight when the pandemic hit to that times might be tough. And so we went ahead and we ordered up, a, you know, multiple years worth of, uh, you know, of equipment that we can go ahead and, you know, produce our products with. And so we haven't had any supply chain issues, but that's not been the case industry-wide. How have you seen supply chain change this industry and how, you know, what effects do you think that that will have going forward? Yeah, I think what what you saw is uh, for a while there, we were in like a bull market, people running and it didn't matter and everything was good and the rest of it. And, um, you know, in my opinion, like, there, we may have been caught in some areas where there wasn't some planning that was done on that side. I also think what it did was it it, it opened up now new opportunities that we didn't necessarily have before because we didn't have to fix anything before. So now it's allowed the opportunity because frankly there's been some some reasons to take a look at who are your suppliers, who are your partners, how are you purchasing, you know, things like offshore versus nearshore versus onshore, like how how things are manufactured. Um, it's gone away from just being the, you know, especially in North America here, where it's like pro America to actually like, we must do it here so that we don't have these problems. Like, right. So yeah. It's reframed. I would think some of the ways that we've done business that frankly, maybe we got a little bit lazy or maybe we got caught or, um, you know, maybe frankly, you're only as strong as the weakest link type of an approach. And it's, it's now opened up these new conversations. I, I think in time, this too will pass if you would. And mm-hmm. frankly, it's it's starting to already, you're seeing it. Some areas, I think some people are having still some trouble, but I, I think in time it will pass and we'll move on to the next thing. And, and my hope is people will be stronger coming out of it. Um, but I'm still here and there's still problems and, and it's and some people aren't out of the woods. So I don't know. The other thing I would say that it did is it's opened up an opportunity at the customer level to have to take a hard look at other opportunities that they may have not have. Just like right. manufacturers aren't necessarily looking at their vendors. Now you've got customers that are saying, you know what, I'm going to give this one a shot because I can't get said lock that maybe they didn't necessarily want to take a look at before. Because why? If it wasn't broken, again, the job was to keep bad people out. If they just kept bad people out, why invest in something different? Well, now if I can't yeah. get the thing to keep bad people out, maybe I'll you know take a look at something else. So it's also opened up some, this is where I try to frame the positive side of this in some cases. It's sort of the positive is new vendors, new opportunities. Also, it's allowing other people to fill some oxygen uh, into, into the ecosystem that maybe weren't allowed to before because, frankly, our industry has historically liked to do what it's done in the past. And now it's time to try some new stuff. 
Yes, you're not kidding there. I mean, that's you nailed all of those uh, points on the head. And a big part of that, what I got out of that, is talking about you know there's there's changes that are going to be happening because of this, right? You whether that is you're looking at other manufacturers, other vendors that might be able to supply you know a working product that actually might deliver something you know better than what you were expecting. Uh, you know that's that's huge. And uh, the other cool thing that has kind of come about from this is. Uh, you know, everybody's kind of looking at their own products and what kind of technological advancements need to be happening in the industry. Um, and so what kind of changes do you foresee happening in the industry going forward, uh, you know, coming out of this pandemic and into the future of access control? Yeah, so I look at it currently right now, we're at sort of this split off point that's happening. There's a fork that's been created. And it's not that one's good or one's bad. It's just that there's two forks. There used to be one lane. And that one lane was high security. And that's where we focus as an industry. And that's what mattered. It, the same mm-hmm. stuff in airports is what we were putting in multifamily. You're putting in the local sub shop. It didn't matter. Now, what the difference was, was you either used 100% of the features or 1% of the features. But frankly, we were a horizontal approach to the marketplace. Now, what I do think is happening, and, and, and frankly, that high security was a very hardware-driven uh, industry that had software to support the hardware. Now what you're seeing is you're seeing a software version of our industry go off. And out of that, there's like splinters upon splinters. And one of those splinters is a uh, verticalization where you're seeing solutions built for that particular, so like multifamily, for instance, where before you would take an access control system to control the base building. And then maybe you had some locks that went off into the units, but that was Mm -hmm. about where it began and it ended. It was really about the maintenance. It really wasn't about the user. Then if you coupled mobile with it, and I'm creating software solutions now, it's about the experience. So it does matter that it's called a resident versus a user. Um, it does matter that you have the ability to do certain integrations that on a horizontal play may not make sense because it didn't serve airports. It didn't also serve sub shops. So why would I do the multifamily? Well, now if I'm deep in multifamily, there's a better business proposition to go do that. So that verticalization, that software centricity of the system that has flipped now where I build software and I go to find hardware that supports software. Very different model. I'll say, I don't think we've done enough work on the business model side to support that, but I, I have faith and I believe it will happen at some point where the way the pricing's done and the way product is brought to market, all that stuff will change a bit. Um, that's happening. The other thing is we talked about it is you're starting to see, uh, oh, I'll take another vertical up. Sorry, I'll go that, like work tech. So the enterprise, the expectations around that are are very different. It's about the visitor management side of it. It's about the uh, experience of the tenants. You know, it's about the um, uh, the data that is happening to where I have the ability to make reservations. So there's a revenue standpoint to our industry that we didn't have before. Again, this vertical high security, you're keeping bad people out. Over here, operational efficiencies. It's about mm-hmm. experience. It's about revenue generation. That opens up a whole new opportunity. We're seeing a ton of new players that come in. My belief in one of my theses is coming out of this is we also have a new channel called the ISV or, or systems integrator, different than the security integrator. But these are people that understand like Salesforce and ServiceNow and Tableau. They look at our products as, a, as an enterprise software solution that happens to also manage access control, if you would. And that just changes the entire expectation. So things like, open APIs, um, good data governance, 
Um, like a totally different idea around cybersecurity. It's also how you make money. It's also like a new channel. So <laughs> that new channel is integrating all of those things together to deliver a solution for customers that we haven't necessarily seen before. That's just three. Yeah, and that's that is all huge, right? That is man, I just I love everything that you just said there. And we can go on talking about that for hours. Um and, and that's that's really, really cool. And and along with that, you know, that all all of that all of those changes that are coming up, that's all going to be need to be taught to these new verticals, uh, taught to these taught to people who are currently into this industry. So, where do you find uh, good resources? Of, uh, you know, where some of these installer bases or these uh, you know new people looking to get in the industry, where can they go to find out more about this kind of stuff? You mean outside of the access control executive brief? Um, hey, shameless plug. <laughs> Outside of that, so the, the you know, I'm a huge fan of the Security Industry Association. So SIA does a really nice job. You have ASIS. So those associations that are there, I believe the, the vendors themselves do a good job. I, I do think we're on the the need to to rethink how we do certification and trainings and bring people in there. But there, there are resources that are on that end. Um, I do think getting involved in local chapters and national chapters, like going to ISC West, going to Securing New Ground going to the local ASIS chapter that you have to build relationships. If you're young and new into the industry, there's a lot of mentorship programs that exist also that you can go do and get information like that. Um, and you'll find there's a community online. Like LinkedIn is a, a wealth of knowledge for our industry. It's very active there. You'll Absolutely. find people communicating, expressing, engaging. And I think it's a good place to go do that. So those are some examples of places you can go. I love it. That's uh, that's great. And so for any of you guys who are listening, who are new, make sure you write those down, go and look into them, see if they're a good fit for you, because like Lee was saying, there's a wealth of knowledge out there for everybody. Um, so we want to make sure that you guys take advantage of that so that you guys can, uh, you know, help this industry be the best it can be. You know, that's what we're all here to do. Lee, we are just about out of time, but I do want to give you one more uh, little second to, uh, you know, give yourself a shameless plug uh, and tell people how they can reach out to you and how they can learn more from you no not a problem i would say the best place to do it would be on linkedin so if you hit me up on linkedin at leo desk it's the ln forward slash um leo desk uh, that's a good place to do it you could also reach me at lee at leo desk.com uh, so if you email me i do one-on-one -on -one conversations uh, regularly all throughout the day to meet people to have conversations so those are the two best places and ways to get me so uh, feel free to reach out love to Awesome. Well, hey, Lee, thank you so very much for jumping on to the Big Access podcast today. This has been a fantastic conversation that our listeners are going to love. And uh, for those of you who are listening, make sure you subscribe to this podcast. Give it a five-star rating. If you're also watching it on YouTube, make sure you subscribe to this channel. Leave comments on what you want to see next, and we'll be able to help you guys out there. But thank you again so very much for jumping on, Lee. Thank you guys for tuning in, and we will talk to you later.